92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey, you guys. It's Tatiana Z here with the Tulsa Takeover. We are very excited to have Jesse Aikoff here in studio with us for a few minutes, and you'll see his set a little bit later on. Uh, so Jesse, we were just talking a little bit about Oklahoma and its sort of varied uh, varied past and sort of native Okies versus folks who've come in and the history of the Dust Bowl, which p- pushed a lot of people out in the 30s, um, but before that, the oil boom in the 20s, and and you were saying that your parents are, are not native Okies. They're from Arkansas, did you say? Yeah, uh, my dad's from Marktree, Arkansas. It's like a, it's a little town that's, I guess, around 45 minutes uh, west of Memphis, so oh. not far from here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sort of uh, r- right on the St. Francis River. Okay. Yeah. That's close. My mom's from upstate New York. Oh. In another little town. I I don't know the name of, that's but it's right. up there, tucked away in the yeah. mountains. Yeah. Yeah, upstate New York kind of referred to it as, you know, upstate. It's just yeah, up there. just up there. It's just cold. Yeah, it's up yeah. there. That's cool. So you and your brother were born in Tulsa then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right on. So we're, me and my brother were born in Tulsa. We've got, um, and then we've got some aunts and uncles and stuff there. Mm-hmm. And our grandparents are there now. So the whole there's fam. family. There's family in Tulsa. So did you grow up your whole life in Tulsa? Did you move yeah. around? All right. Okay, so you really, you really are a native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. born and raised and still there, so. So what got you into playing music, first of all? I mean, you are a multi-instrumentalist, and, and you play many, many instruments very well, including pedal steel, which blows my mind. But um, what first got you into it? I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's a big question just in that I think like as like a really young child, mm-hmm. you know, more more in an infant stage, I, I felt, um, I remember feeling like, feeling bass vibrations. Um, my parents used to take us to this reggae festival in town. Cool. And um, one of the earliest memories of music I have is like, is being up on my dad's shoulders as a little kid and feeling the vibration of the bass at, wow. this, at this show. And... Um, and I feel like that was my first sort of connection to music, in a sense, but that I remember. Mm-hmm. And then, and then after that, uh, you know, just re- really, my dad played a big role in all of it because he he um, he always he writes and you know he's a singer songwriter himself, so he uh, he played a lot around the house, and he had a really um, expansive record collection and stuff, so. There was always yeah. some cool music, you know, play, playing around the house and stuff, and and so it was always there and it was present. Um, and so, just growing up in that environment, you know, they never pushed music on on me or my brother. We we both kind of we did we played sports and skateboard and all, you know did yeah. all that stuff, but but um, you know, you just get curious after a while. There's yeah. always something to play around on and. And um, and so we, you know, just kind of fell into it. 
picked up thing. a guitar one yeah. day and sort of you know, would you play along to stuff that your dad would do or just to maybe records that were around the house uh, or or I don't know songs on the radio at the time I guess like at first I played acoustic guitar because that's what was around okay. mostly and um and I, I wanted to write songs like my dad so okay. I did I got into songwriting and so I the first thing I did was just try to write my own songs and then um and then my dad got an electric guitar and I bought a little crate amp and uh and then I just kind of spent the remainder of the time just in the bedroom with the amp cranked up and you know playing along to records yeah that was that was kind of how I spent most of my time you know was it uh you know a lot of you have a very diverse musical palette I would say everything from Americana folk psych rock did you was that your primary sort of start starting point or was it more like you know Beatles or was it what was on the radio yeah. uh, you know Ozzy I mean what, what oh, were you man. into as a kid yeah I guess uh early, like at first it was folk when I got into to songwriting and stuff okay and then when I started playing electric guitar it kind of fell into the same time period that my dad turned me on to Led Zeppelin okay. and all the classic yeah. rock. Like yes. the Zeppelin, the Hendrix, is a lot of kids, you know, I don't know nowadays if, if it's the same. I, I hope think it Zeppelin is, is still like, like a huge influence. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's a sort of, you know, you, it's, a, it's a stepping stone that you have to experience. But um, so Zeppelin and Hendrix and then Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Okay. And I really related to Neil Young a lot songwriting an amazing and, songwriter and also mm -hmm. guitar playing um his guitar playing because i felt like there was so much feeling in his playing and it was more about the feeling and less about the technique-ness i mean there's yeah. a technique but it's it's a little more free i yeah. feel like his guitar playing is very free form and i don't know i connected a lot to that um but yeah i i played along to a lot of those records and um, let's see. I mean, I know what you're yeah. saying about Neil Young. I saw him for the first time not too long ago, Desert Trip. And I had, you know, in my mind, I had always thought about Neil Young as sort of like this Laurel Canyon 70s, you know, Joni Mitchell, CSNY. Yeah. I don't know why that was so hard to say for me. CSNY, it is hard <laughs> sometimes to remember everything. It's so hard. Um, CSNY, and he actually is a shredder. He's like, really up there with the guitar gods and I had no idea he's badass and he so is, to have yeah. that as an influence on you is actually really rocking yeah you know? and, and it's cool because at the same time as, as at the same time I was being exposed to all of that music I was also really exposed by the music that was on the radio mm -hmm. and so you know Nirvana was the biggest thing at the right. time and and so a lot of the grunge stuff was happening and so, and Neil Young was already doing a lot of that same yeah. stuff. So it, it, I was able to sort of like cross those gaps and um, so. Yeah, Connect the cool. dots, yeah. in, in other words. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to flash forward to you working with so many amazing artists. Uh, you know, you can look it up and read everybody that you've worked with. But, you know, everybody from uh, Secret Sisters to Neil Cassell and Chris Robinson, of course, um, your work with the hardworking Americans and all the guys there. You know, you've got Dave Schools and you've got Twin Trucks in your band and, and uh, you know, Todd Snyder. And, and you really, I mean, you really bring together, you guys and hardworking Americans really bring together this 
the sound of uh, sort of the rock side of Americana with a little bit of psych sort of thrown in there today. How did that group form? Was that a bunch of friends? Did you not know each other? What, what happened there? Um, with that group, it was, uh, it was formed, I, I think I'm going to get the story correct, but it was, <laughs> it's going to be close enough. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, bullet points. Dave, uh, Dave Schools mm-hmm. um, and Todd have been friends for a long time. And Chad Staley, our keyboard player, had been playing some gigs with Todd, and he was using um, Chad's band, Great American Taxi, to, to do some shows. And, um, and so they, they, are, they kind of knew each other. And then um, Dave had, been, had, I guess, been talking to Dwayne a lot, our drummer. And so they kind of put this, it was really Dave, Chad, and Todd, I think, that kind of started the conversation of putting this band together. And um, I think Todd had just gone to a CRB show. Mm-hmm. and he really loved Neil's playing and so it's like let's get this guy on the record if we can and so Neil came into the mix and they did a record of songwriters that Todd really liked and respected and songs that he thought that the band could really kind of make their own and and change and I think the original idea was just to maybe make a record of songs with the with this group of guys and then after they made the record, the first record, um, they wanted to do some shows because it was just fun and it was like, let's, you know, why not? Let's do yeah. some shows. So um, I was actually, I was out on the road with the Secret Sisters at the time and and I got a call from Neil because um, okay. him and I have been friends, had you know, previously. So um, he called and was just like, hey, man, I'm doing this thing with these guys and we're gonna go out on the road and um, we need like another guitar player to play these parts and stuff. So um, he asked me if I wanted to be involved and of course I was super excited and like, yeah, I'll do do it for sure. Um, And it was like a week later. So he's like, well, can you be in in Boulder in a week? Yeah, can you come tomorrow? Yeah, and so um, I, I was still, I was driving back from a tour with the sisters and, and, um, I literally came home and I had like two days and then I showed up in, in Boulder and we did this, uh, we did this session like a, it was, I guess it was like a rehearsal, but I didn't know we were making a, like a DVD of like the band kind of forming sort of thing at the time. So I show up and we go to like the rehearsal space, which also was like a, studio a video studio and so we did this we did rehearsals and we're being filmed and the whole time it was just a really bizarre experience and then um so we played our first show and and then we did this tour and it was just everyone was so excited that we decided to book studio time let's like let's go into the studio at the end of this run and see what we come up with as a band okay and um and so we made a studio rec, like a, our first studio record you know, of, yeah. of original stuff, and and the rest is history. And, <laughs> was that the recent album 
I mean, I'm, I'm saying recent because, you know, anything in the last 10 years to me is recent. Was that the album that had the live studio tracks plus, plus concert footage? Or is that something new that you guys were okay, so working on? Okay, so we did the, the, the DVD thing that they shot um, was, was a live record um, called The First Waltz. And it was... Yes, that The First was, Waltz. Yeah, that was the... So that was like the rehearsals and stuff. Right. It was that whole thing. And then it was our first show ever playing right. together. Um, and then, so at the end of that tour, we went into a studio in Chicago and we restarted recording the tracks for what became the next record um, that was Rest in Chaos. Okay. And um, we finished that recording up in Nashville, but most of the, the main tracking was all done in Chicago. And so it was a really, it was a really fun experience because it was our first tour and every we were all like feeling a big high from mm-hmm. having just finished a really good tour and and um so we were you know it was really exciting to go in and kind of see what we could just come up with you know and so you were doing all this while simultaneously working on your solo your solo stuff correct uh recording projects with other people you know we got elizabeth cook in there john moreland all these people yeah. that you were actually on their albums yeah it's this all like in between when you guys would take breaks because i yeah. feel like it was all happening at the same time i remember when you did your solo album i remember when you were recording these projects it was like all just back to back in in the middle it was yeah it was all kind of scattered about and mm-hmm. um you know it, it it got to a a place where you know with the sisters um i ended up Actually, my buddy Paul Benjamin, that I mm-hmm. play with a lot, also in his band. Yeah, and yeah. In his band. He he kind of he kind of took over the the sisters gig, mm-hmm. and he he kind of did the last uh, the last runs with them, and and then um, yeah, like the Elizabeth Cook session was kind of like in a da- like a uh, it was a month that we had downtime, mm-hmm. and that was a really uh, amazing record to be part of as well. Um, uh, we had Willie, like Willie Weeks was there, so mm-hmm. I was just like, of course, such a fan. So I had, you know, just to get to play with him and ask him questions and stuff about some of the records he's been part of was really cool. So um, that happened. And then John Moreland, we did some recording with him in Tulsa um, in that time period. And yeah, it's like so all, it's, it's like an overlapping. Tra- yeah. Sometimes. yeah. It's, it's quite a remarkable overlapping. Um, you know, amount of work that you've done. And I don't think that everybody realizes that it's not just a linear, music is not just a linear project. It's like this this word of mouth sort of happens and this yeah. family, especially in Tulsa, this Tulsa sound that we're presenting today too. Everyone that is performing on stage today, you all play with each other and, and play in your, your own solo projects. You yeah. help each other out. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so, that seems to expand a little bit outside of, of course, of just Tulsa. It's not just happening in Tulsa, but it seems that you're making connections that are, are really kind of um, long-term for projects down the road. I mean, how, how is that? Is that just word of mouth? Is it because you're so great? Is it, I mean, is it everybody? Is it, I th- you are, just, you're, you're a great player. You I really think, are. Well, it's just, um, I mean, I really don't know, okay. honestly. Yeah. Other than just, I mean, it's just, relationships and and like that that you make with people and then I think you know and if you if you're I think I I'm fortunate maybe 
like coming out of like the singer songwriter world Mm -hmm. um where that was like the first and foremost thing that I did like that playing as a side guy and doing steel guitar guitar and stuff like that is um it's I I'm my approach to other people's music is really just to play to the song and stay out of the way for the most part and I think just doing just just like having that approach ends up getting you a lot of work mm-hmm. you know yeah just maybe just because you know because you're supporting the artist yeah. yeah in that in that moment I want to ask you because you go on tour a bit you know yeah. throughout the year yeah. you're, you're gone a lot and you know you're based in Tulsa so when you leave family and friends behind um you know is that is that tough on you or do you feel still connected to them I do feel connected. I don't know the 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 longer I've been doing it, the the less of a shock it is, mm-hmm. because I I remember like touring at first, you know, and doing van tours and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's I mean that's a lot harder it's not for easy. one, you know, and and so it you get worn out a lot faster doing that, and then and then I I remember that feeling of coming home after a few weeks or a month or something, and then like. Uh, the city that you live in feels strange like it just feels off or something but now I don't know it feels pretty easy to just pick up where Mm -hmm. you left off it it becomes part of the routine or something yeah um and so it's we you know it's there's so much good music going on in town all the time that uh you know you leave town for a while and you come back and everybody's better than they were when you left you know it's just like dang it's like how these guys get better what they're you know it's just but it's it's always really uh yeah i mean it's it's pretty it's it's not it it just gets easier i think to deal with with the um travel and stuff but so i know that you have a fairly adorable dog is he a pitbull mix I think named scruff he is yeah he's um, what do you do when you go away what do you do with scruff well, we have really nice friends okay. that have been helping take care of him while we're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a sweet dog. He's always hard to to yeah. leave. Yeah. I mean, even any day, like just le- you know, when you just leave the house to go get coffee or something. Yeah, he wants to go. Absolutely. He's the kind of he's the kind of that pal around dog that's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Are we going? Yeah. Why are you not taking me? Wait, <laughs> why why is the leash? over there I'm supposed to go with you yeah uh yeah he's a good one he's a good he's a good (laughs) puppy dog um so heading out uh for the future of your music so we we have a couple of videos that we love to play here on Diddy TV what are your plans for future music and maybe new album in the works are you writing do you have time to even think about that I have time but I don't seem to use it very (laughs) wisely um when, when it comes to writing i um i've got some new material that's like some that's mostly hashed out and then a lot of ideas but i think at this point um there's been so many other things that have been sort of taking center stage that um that it's it's kind of been in the shadows but i have stuff and it is it's getting getting around that time to maybe go into the studio and do that so start thinking yeah about start it. thinking about mm-hmm. it um but yeah so I've just I, I'm mostly just staying really busy with with mm-hmm. uh 
you know, all the other projects and, you know, more studio stuff. I feel like playing locally too, especially in Tulsa, uh, really brings this this community around. And I feel there like there must be some sort of you know jamming and sessions that come out of that, ideas that come out of just that, you yeah. know, even. Uh, so that must be some sort of uh, dipping pot, melting pot of ideas for you. Definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, just the local music community and stuff, like playing playing gigs around town with my friends and stuff is always, it's always bringing new inspiration and stuff mm-hmm. to every every other thing. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. Um, I saw you play a little while ago, at, well, a couple times, but a little while ago at the uh, Horton Records Chili Cook-Off. Yeah. It was last November, and that was wild because there were a lot of names there, but you also all made chili. And yeah. Yours was very, very delicious. I wanted you to just tell us about it just a little bit because it's part of you. It is. Part of this uh, (laughs) mystery of you is is, uh, being vegetarian, right? Oh, yeah. So this was a a vegetarian chili, and it was quite delicious. Tell me about it a little bit, and tell me about the cook-off. Well, so anyways, (laughs) we have... uh, um, the vegetarian chili that I made is really simple. Mm-hmm. Just take beans, uh-huh. several different kinds. You black kidney, and what else did I use? Um, black kidney and uh, pinto, and then a little bit of quinoa. Yum. And you take, uh, let's see, roasted tomato, like yeah, roasted tomatoes, and. Gar- like cook up fresh garlic and onions and peppers. You saute that first and then um, tomato paste. I'm trying to think of all the stuff. Well, you don't have to give away there's the family mo- secrets yeah, I mean, there. I got to keep some things Yeah, you got to keep yeah. some things but yeah, to yourself. That's the basic stuff. Yeah, it was like one of the only, it was like meat central and then it was one of the only you know, veggie chilies there, and I thought it was pretty outstanding. I mean, is this something you can make for yourself on the road? Is it hard to find options on the road as a vegetarian traveling around the world? It's not too bad, but it's like, you know, it's never um, it's never as healthy as cooking at home, yeah. usually, you know, when you're on the road, because you don't really know what's, even if it's healthy, it's, they could add a lot of salt and stuff, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, you can eat, you can eat relatively okay. It, it gets a little hard in certain parts of America, yeah, where there's, you know, it's more burger joints than anything. Yeah, it's more like, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Dairy Queens and, yeah. you know, Stuckies. It's like, it limits your choices a little bit. Um, we are very excited to have you on stage today. Very excited to see your set and backing up these, also backing up the amazing musicians we have. John Fulbright, Lauren Barth, Dustin Pitsley, Levi Parham, and you're about to head off to Muscle Shoals to make this record. Yeah, make we're you, doing a record with yeah. Levi. Are you going to be playing pedal steel, lap steel, um, what do you, or guitar? Mostly lap steel and some guitar, okay. yeah. yeah. If there's any pedal that's needed, I'll probably do it um, after the fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's quite yeah. an instrument to pick up. Did that, did that come just naturally to you? Was that lying around the house? Did you... I'll be figuring that one out forever, <laughs> but I I got into it just because of the re- a lot of the records I liked. Uh, you know, I was I was always wondering what that instrument was, mm. and then once I figured it out, um, I just wanted to learn how to play it. 
and and after like after having already played lap steel for a while it was it was kind of somewhat easy to transition because I at least knew the technique, mm-hmm. you know, but the, there's, there's a lot more involved, of course, yeah. with like levers and stuff. Yeah, but your feet are moving yeah, constantly too. Yeah, different tuning and stuff, but yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to watch you on it. So I, uh, I can't wait to see what's coming out. And thank you for coming in today and chatting with us. Well, thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.